Hello and welcome to Select Match Type. My name is Simon Cowgill and I'm joined as always by Christopher Ellis. Hi Chris, how are you? I am very well, Si. How's yourself today? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. About as well as the first time you asked me when uh, when I forgot to click record before the start of this podcast. Take two, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> behind, the, behind the curtain there. Little, we'll put that on the Patreon. They can have 15 <laughs> yeah. seconds of additional 15 content. seconds, yeah. Well, you never know. It might be saved in my hard drive somewhere. Where you can the, the unreleased footage from this episode could make us a shit ton of money. <laughs> Um, so our match today, we're going slightly, slightly rogue. We're in our Buried Alive um, series, but we're going to cover a Boneyard match. Um, have you had a chance to revisit your thoughts from what you discussed last time? Because you, you were quite adamant that we never needed to go back to Buried Alive matches, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sure whether we do, whether we do need <laughs> to go back to Buried Alive matches. I mean... As I've, once we put out that we were going to do this match on Twitter, I know there's a lot of people who said they still didn't know how to feel about this match, and I'm completely there with them. I still don't know exactly how to feel about this. I mean, you've got to admire WWE for actually taking a risk and putting this out there when, obviously, with uh, COVID decimating WrestleMania, they took that chance and went, okay, this could be the opportunity we do something different and try some risks does yeah. it pay off in in a way yeah but in another way no and we'll discuss <laughs> that um, we'll discuss that i'm sure in a much more real way not at all <laughs> um so yeah as you touched on this is from wrestlemania 36 um we'll call it wrestlemania 36 even though it's just referred to as wrestlemania on the network um it's the first one in lockdown and it's the first one split over two nights um it's not the first one split across different places because obviously there was the um, was WrestleMania 2 where they were split across three different arenas. Yes, I do Remember believe that. so. Well, you only one arena got a decent main event. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be absolutely gutted if you were for the first arena where you basically got the mid card as your main event and then you've got to watch the rest of it on the screen. Yeah, it's not an ideal scenario. No, definitely not. Um, and obviously, because this one's in lockdown, um, there was no crowd. Uh, my sister, as I'm sure I've mentioned on the podcast before, was due to go to, to WrestleMania um, last year. Uh, she lives in Australia now, so it would, would have been quite the endeavour to get there, quite a, a long way to travel. Um, so she was gutted that she uh, couldn't get out there. WWE made a bit of money out of her, though, with a T-shirt that says, um, <laughs> I wasn't there. Um Every cloud. <laughs> I mean, I could have bought one of those and got, and it would be as true for me as it was for her. I imagine they were sitting there in the advertise in the merchandising team. They're like, "Yeah, we're going to call our day now." That's a that's a good <laughs> that's a good day's work. Sitting there laughing, going, "Ah, oh. laughing all the way to the bank." Um, <laughs> and yeah, so this one had no crowds. Um, it was split over two nights, and that gave WWE the opportunity to basically do cinematic matches, which they'd never really done before. Um, so I, d I don't know if you'd ever seen any of the Matt Hardy stuff from TNA, um, Chris, but have you seen much cinematic stuff be before? No, I was just the Matt Hardy stuff, as you as you already mentioned there, when I was unlucky enough to accidentally put TNA on, <laughs> as, is, as does occasionally happen. You'll find it somewhere bearing on ITV4 at three in the morning or wherever it is now. The... The stuff, oh, as I say, the stuff they did with Matt Hardy and the whole Woken 
gimmick, as you say, in the compound and stuff like that. It was okay, though, for TNA standards. At least, again, another company were losing a lot of money and needing to actually take some risks. And they had a go, and you can't blame them for that. There will be a lot of you can't blame them for that said during this. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. Um, you can now find TNA um, more accessibly, if that's a word, uh, because they have sort of teamed up with AEW. So I don't want to get called a um, WWE stand by the, the thousands of people on um, on Twitter that basically either like AEW or WWE. You can't like wrestling. You've got to like one or the other. Yeah, that's the, that's the way it's always been. You can't... About you everything. Can't, <laughs> exactly. You, you have to be one or the other. You're a WCW or WWE. I'm still waiting for WCW to make a comeback. I've still got my it's shares. Due, it's due to happen this year, isn't it? I'm expecting my share price to surge. <laughs> yeah, for, from the naught, naught pence that it's worth currently. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so to the match itself, the story of this one, so we should probably actually introduce who it is. So we've got The Undertaker taking on AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Uh, the story for this one, basically it's WrestleMania season and we've got The Undertaker, so he needs to have a match. Um, now this one started at Super Showdown where AJ Styles was about to win the the trophy for the, the gauntlet match. All good stories start at Super Showdown, I find. Yeah, all good stories start there, should stay there, and uh, <laughs> never, <laughs> never be there. And no one should go there. Um, yeah. So yeah, AJ Styles is about to win the gauntlet match, thanks in large part to um, Gallows and Anderson, who attacked Rey Mysterio, who was due to be the last um, competitor to come out. They attack him backstage. So AJ is about to declare himself the winner by forfeit. Um, a mysterious man appears on screen and attacks um, Gallows and Anderson. And then we see the black boots and it pans up to The Undertaker. They really should have shown the black boots and then had him come out. So it was a surprise rather than um, spoiling it before <laughs> before he's come out. I imagine he was advertised all over the programme, though, for yeah, true, appearing. Probably. And it's not like the old UK ones where it says, here, it's live, The Undertaker. And it's Bob from the pub. He's got, <laughs> yeah. he's got a big jacket on. He's an actual Undertaker, so it works even better. Um, so the Undertaker comes out, chokeslams um, AJ Styles and wins the trophy. Um, yeah, I bet you that's the proudest achievement of his whole career, winning, winning the trophy at Super Showdown. Um, the next night, AJ Styles com- comes out and basically slags the Undertaker off for being too old tries to get a bit real and personal with it, calling him Mark and basically saying that um, Michelle, referring to Michelle McCool, um, is forcing uh, him to still wrestle. I think AJ Styles is just jealous because everyone knows that Michelle McCool actually created the Styles Clash. So, Yeah, and she's got a cool sounding name. What's cooler than McCool? <laughs> What's cooler than McCool? Exactly. What's cooler than being McCool? I scold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's all set up basically around the fact that AJ Styles is trying to to call out the Undertaker and make it a bit a bit real. And this played into the the heavy rumors at the time. And basically, every time the Undertaker came back, it was rumored within um, dirt sheets and stuff that we'd have an American badass version of the Undertaker as opposed to the the dead man that we'd seen over the last five ten years. Um, the story's pretty paint by numbers, I think, in this one. I don't know if you agree, Chris. 
Yeah, it is. It is pretty slim. It's not. They're genuinely just not even trying anymore with the Undertaker. Um, to be fair, does anyone anyone care with the Undertaker needing a storyline now that when it gets to WrestleMania, you know he's going to be there in some form or another, hopefully, because people still love him. So they probably feel they don't need to put that effort in. They just go, yeah, there you go. There's the Undertaker. Oh, we'll have someone call him out. Match. Done. Yeah. It's, I'll say it's- and this one... Because it's all about the kind of match they were doing that, I suppose they felt that was enough to carry it without needing to do a huge storyline. People be speaking more about that than the fact that it was paper thin. Yeah. Um, so to the match, we get The Undertaker's music um, first and a hearst rolls into the... the they keep calling it a boneyard. I'm going to call it a graveyard. <laughs> That's what it is. Whoever calls a graveyard a boneyard? If it's a gra- if it's a graveyard, it is a small one. There's only one grave. There are no there are no other graves. <laughs> There's it a graveyard. A... It's a, a grave and a barn. That's not like any graveyard I've ever seen. It is a very exclusive graveyard yeah. for the rich of Connecticut or wherever <laughs> this is being filmed. I have no idea where the performance center even is. I used to know, but I can't even remember now. Well, they're in the Thunderdome, at least for the time being. But yeah, this is in a a single graveyard or a boneyard, if you will. Um, So a hearse rolls in, the coffin um, comes out of the back door and AJ Styles comes out laughing maniacally. (laughs) Um, If if The Undertaker had have come out of the hearse, that would have been disappointing because we talked about, we've talked about it a lot previously, the champion or the biggest, the champion should come out unless it's a, a non-title match and then it should be the bigger star. So he wasn't really fooling anyone, um, AJ Styles, by come thinking, having the crowd think that The Undertaker was going to be introduced first here, I don't think. No, but I kind of like the fact that he's, they're saying it with him still messing with the Undertaker, trying to and get still messing skin. with the fans and do that kayfabe. So if, yeah, I can I can kind of get on board with it. I see what you're saying, but the Undertaker's not even there, so how would he know that he's messing with him? Well, he's <laughs> yeah, that is a, that is a very good point. <laughs> well, luckily one of the fifty camera men around would probably <laughs> told probably the Undertaker know. what's going on. Yeah. Um, at this point, we get a lot of AJ Styles talking, and that's going to be a, a key theme through this match, I think. Um, he says, oh, I can hear him, and we hear in the background a very loud motorbike, brum, 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 and so on. Um, and it's The Undertaker on a bike. We talked about, I mentioned that um, it had been heavily rumoured in the uh, in the build-up, but he's going to come back here as the American badass. Um, I thought they should have used um, the Kid Rock America, the actual American badass theme tune that he or entrance music that he came out with when he debuted as the American badass. As I mean, that would have been perfect, but they he comes out to Metallica now that we're dead. I'm sure you like that song, Chris, but I think it would have just fit better with American badass. It's it's a good song, it's perfect fine for Metallica, but as I say, American badass would have been great. More licensing, aren't it? More money, more royalties have to pay. More licensing. But Kid Rock's, the Kid in, the Rock. ho- Kid Rock's in the whole Hall of Fame. You think he'd be able to sort something out with them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's more just this. I say we we are. I'm tongue tied trying to trying to explain why I love and and have a problem with a cinematic match here. 
because obviously you have his music playing. <laughs> Where the fuck is that coming from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's got a speaker system on his bike, has he? <laughs> just, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> just some speakers on his shoulder that he's playing through his phone. Like. <laughs> and I know, as I say, I know they, as I say, they want to do, they're doing a cinematic one, but they're still pitch, they're still pitching it as a match. And they're yeah, still a, a realistic still, thing. Yeah, they're still selling it as a real fight between. So they're not, they've not abandoned all pretense and gone right. We're just doing a twenty-minute stunt piece. Yeah. So which is so that's very different. So this was on night one of WrestleMania because, as I say, it was split over two nights. The next night we had the Firefly Funhouse, and that was that made no um, bones about the fact that it was weird and cinematic. So I, I I agree. I think this one tries to have it both way in that it tries to be real and this is an actual fight, but then also have things like, like you say, um, the music coming out and Undertaker being a magician, um, even though he's <laughs> a, a real person in this match, apparently. Yeah, there's there's some issues there with it. I mean, I lo- I'm perfectly like the shot. I think the tracking shot with him coming across yeah. and the music is really good. And I like the fact they have the their names come up as if they were doing film credits yeah. rather than across the time trial, rather than across the uh, normal wrestling WrestleMania banner. I thought that was really good. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so Undertaker, as I say, more of an American badass look here. He's got his bandana on. Uh, looks like he's straight out of Sons of Anarchy here with his leathers and his... Uh, leather vest he must be a bit cold because it's <laughs> the dark of night and they're both wearing tank tops essentially he's a demon we, we know this <laughs> we, yeah this is true um the match starts with some really shit um, uh shit trash talk between the two of them uh aj styles says does michelle know you're out so late i've taken the liberty of digging your grave and the undertaker responds to that with well you've dug your own grave um, AJ Styles responds with, "What you think? So I know. So it was very much. I know you are, but what am I?" <laughs> yeah, my notes do say some of the worst trash talking we've ever heard. <laughs> we've essentially AJ Styles go, "Come on, then, come on, come on." Yeah. And that's that is a theme throughout this match. Like normally, you you wouldn't necessarily hear everything that's said. Um, and I, I, the Undertaker's been wrestling for thirty years, so he's probably quite good at the the trash talk that the camera picks up, but when the camera is picking up every single word, he's probably not quite as used to that. <laughs> no, I suppose we could be consider ourselves lucky that, considering they're both experienced men, we haven't gone just chatting about what they're doing at the weekend afterwards. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, you mentioned already about the, this being um, the, the credits and stuff, making it feel more like a film. Um Immediately, there's a lot of camera cuts here, and there's dramatic music that makes it seem like a straight-to-TV shit '90s action film. <laughs> yeah, they they want people to know that they've got a lot of cameras and they know how to edit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can use cameras; it's fine. The thing I really don't understand with how some of the poor quality camera work and the editing. I understand, obviously, they had to throw this together at short notice because they were expecting hopefully they'll still be able to go ahead and have fans in an arena. So you have to give allow them some leeway for that. But they have a production company. They have a film production company. 
yeah, they can have as many takes of everything as they want. And some, like, I'm, I'm going to come on to it, but one of my notes is, was that the best take they did? <laughs> because, yeah, some of, some of it just feels like, because the whole point of a cinematic match is you can hide, um, hide limitations. So the, the Undertaker is not going to be like bouncing off things like he was as a younger man, but you can hide that by having him do things in five minute spells and then just put it all together and edit it all together afterwards. Um, yeah, so I, I completely agree. Um, yeah. the, the Undertaker starts dominating with punches um, around the hearse. He gets a piece of metal and tries to stab um, Styles in the face. Uh, this this was a nice throwback to the Undertaker Mankind match where there was an indiscreet bit of metal <laughs> used as a weapon. Yeah, it's a weird weird one that as well because someone has clearly gone. It's not like they just found it there and the Undertaker's just trying to stab him in the face. They've literally gone, okay, right, we need something that I can use to hit him. Oh, well, what'd be around? There'd be a load of shovels, bricks. To be fair, AJ does pick up a lump of concrete. He does. Try yeah. to in the <laughs> he does keep his right head in. Yeah, exactly. Just, ooh, who left this rock here? Bang! <laughs> um, so, so someone obviously clearly felt that weird, jagged piece of metal was, was the perfect thing. When, yeah, that'll look really great when Undertaker tries to stab him. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles doesn't get murdered here. He does roll out of the way. Um, so the Undertaker manages to put his hot arm through the car window. And it, his almost first words of the match, son of a bitch. Uh, and he's bleeding from what looks like, a, it looks like the bone's poking out of his arm because of the way that the camera cuts here. Well, because maybe the Undertaker is just very breakable. I mean, let's face it, when he did, when we had the Undertaker, Vince McMahon, very live match, he nearly shatters his hand in him, wouldn't he? Just, yeah, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. The rest of it, his um, internal organs are all safe because he's got a solid, uh, solid core, but his arms are just, they're, they're very fallible. The Undertaker's wandering around like Mr. Glass. <laughs> yeah. that, I did, that is a twist that I would not have seen coming at the end of Split. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Undertaker carries on dominating. He throws AJ into the, the windscreen. Um, and this was the first moment that I noticed the, the really shit talk uh, talking from them. So the Undertaker was just constantly saying to AJ Styles, where are you going? Where are you going, AJ? Where are you going? <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, they fight on top of the hearst and the Undertaker is just punching um, punching AJ Styles in the face. The sound effects here are very much pew, bang, pow. <laughs> it's yeah, they've gone overboard on the production of the sound effects with punches. Yeah, uh, although we'll go, we'll go on. Obviously, we, the OC turn up at some point, and it's better than hearing them going because <laughs> 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 oh my god, without crowd noise, the sound of people. Pretending the throw punches is just the absolute worst. Yeah, it is. Um, AJ Styles climbs off the hearst and again, Undertaker, where are you going? You want some more? Well, I've got a... <laughs> Sorry. Where are you going? You want some more? Well, I got a lot of more. This is the first moment I said, is that the best take? You've got a lot of more. <laughs> and that was the, yeah, the, the best version of that that the Undertaker came up with in the, uh, in the edit here. Um, AJ Styles um, 
straight in with the buried alive tropes, throws dirt in the Undertaker's face, and yet another match where the Undertaker takes a low blow. Bless it. <laughs> we say every time, but God, no, he's... <laughs> we'll leave. We won't. We won't mention the Undertaker's extremities at this point. We've covered it over and over and over again, and just like his balls, I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could say this is the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back because obviously this does go on to be the Undertaker's last match and he's got to take a low blow in his final match. It could, you could say it's the camel that broke broke the straw, but never, never mind. That's a, a bad joke about the Undertaker's genitals there. <laughs> there are no bad jokes about the Undertaker's genitals. <laughs> I won't hear it. Um, and again, I, my notes say every punch makes a film-like noise of poof, 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 bang. Yeah, just the, the problem the problem I have with wrestling is not that the punches don't sound realistic enough. So I could have done without the, the extra noise being added. Um AJ Styles ends up in the uh, in the grave after that. And here here we are, we get um Hey Dead Man, we're just getting started as a guitar riff from a 70s shit cop show plays. <laughs> And uh, Gallows and Anderson uh, turn up. Now the Good Brothers, of course, in AEW. Uh, but yeah, Gallows and Anderson, like some 70s cops, uh, turn up with their own guitar riff as entrance music. Did you pick up on that? I, you can't yeah. have missed it, surely. <laughs> no, it's, no it's, impos- it's impossible to miss. I'm just laughing, just remembering it. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't know what to make of it. I don't know whether it's one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. This match, one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's I don't know how incredibly I'm gonna cheesy. I don't know how I'm going to score this one. <laughs> You've not decided yet. You're going to wait until the end to, to, to yeah. discover. Um, so the Undertaker heads towards them, but they step aside and barn doors fall to a dramatic piano clang. <laughs> Again, right. just the, end, the 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 music here just. They've they've gone over the top with it. This barn has got some major design flaws as well. Really has. There are, there are, there are, there's walls falling down all over the place through this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd imagine not many people go into there very often, since as we've covered, it's a, a graveyard with only one grave. So a graveyard with, a graveyard <laughs> with one they grave <laughs> with a barn know, where uh, the walls fall off. Yeah, just what you want exactly. Um, the Undertaker heads towards them, um, and then, as as I say, that the doors of the barn the barn fall off, and six druids uh, surround the Undertaker. So at this point in the match, it's nine on one. Um, I had no doubt that the Undertaker was going to fight off every single one of these druids, and so it proved. Um, he does before start before he starts beating them up. He does say, "If we're going to do this, let's do it." All right, <laughs> that could have been cut out. Like, they're, they're only like working for dramatic timing. I think, Dead Man, come on. No, I, I can't. No, I kind of get. I, I get what he's going for there. And be fair with this, I quite the shot where they go around the Undertaker as they're surrounding him looks quite good. As the Undertaker's turn around with them all facing him in all directions. Yeah. What doesn't doesn't look good, and it's never gonna look good, is the fact that. They pile, they pile in one at a time. One at a time. Always <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> when, whenever, <laughs> whenever there's a number of villains in any cinematic uh, production, they'll only ever attack one at a time. Yeah, it's just 
I don't know. Again, I'm not sure whether when you got a ring in a small area full of people, it looks because it looks more busy. You tend you don't notice as much. Yeah. But when you got it, when you got it spread out, and you pick and you're going to pick the Undertaker attacking every single person one by one. It's and just the, and so the rest noticeable. of them just stand and wait while he does it. <laughs> exactly. That's it. It's only when Gallows and Anderson then actually attack him. Yeah. And pile on. To get, see, that's why they're not druids. That's why they're clearly the heads. Yeah, exactly. Of this, they, this they, get, they, get their, they get their faces shown on TV, and for good reason. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the OC pummel the Undertaker. They get what they call is a, a call a shovel, but it's definitely more like a spear. Um, that is a pointed edge. There's no there's no way you're moving dirt with that. Um, the Undertaker comes back. He uh, he says he's going to show them how to use a shovel uh, and is about to murder them both as he picks it up like a sword, like he's about to stab them through the chest. Uh, but AJ Styles then hits the Undertaker with, and I think this is what you're referring to earlier, with the, the big bit of concrete. I assume it's a headstone, but oh, not sorry. really sure. Sorry, so I mean that because my internet just disconnected. Ah, sorry. Sorry. Um, Right. What was it? Uh, we just we just done we just done uh, Gallows and Anderson get their face shown for good reason. Yeah. So um, the OC pummel the Undertaker. They get what um, they call a shovel, but it's definitely not a shovel. That is moving no amount of dirt. It's got. <laughs> it's basically a spear. <laughs> yeah, that's what my notes say. They get, <laughs> go right. Get the shovel. It doesn't have an end on it. It's a stick. It's a stick. <laughs> a stick with a pointed end. Um, the Undertaker comes back, manages to fight them off, and tells them that he's going to show them how to use a shovel. Is about to stab both of them through the chest and murder them. Um, but AJ Styles appears from behind and hits the Undertaker with a big bit of concrete. I think this is what you were referring to earlier. I assume it's a headstone, but he moves it with um, as though it's not the heaviest bit of of, uh, of stone you've ever seen. He moves it almost as if it's a ring step. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that should cave the Undertaker's head in. Yeah, and the Undertaker, as, well as, a, with, as we say with Gallows and Anderson, not knowing what a shovel is. Undertaker, again, I'll show you how to use a shovel. Unless he walks off at that point and goes and brings Gets one a back shovel, yeah. and starts showing how to dig with it, then no. If there's one thing we found from buried alive live matches, no one in WWE knows what what a shovel is or that's, how to use a shovel. That's that's what I was gonna say. Is this is this? Uh, we got to the root of why people have such difficulty in winning these matches. Because they're taking us all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it must be. It must be. Um, so AJ Styles takes control at this point um, with again more punches. Where it looks the only thing missing is boom and kablam, just appearing as words <laughs> on the uh, on the screen. Uh, he carries on again with his his really shit trash talking taunts. Um, he then clothesline. I put clothesline. I think they were going for a bit of a spear, but he clotheslines the Undertaker through another bit of wood wooden fence. So this graveyard is falling apart. Yeah, again, slightest bit of pressure. Lean on the lean on the wall, whole thing gives way. Yeah. Ridiculous. I don't know who no one they I imagine they were able to film there just because the place was being demolished for various <laughs> yeah. various code violations. The <laughs> they managed to get it on the cheap, is what you're saying, Chris. <laughs> I reckon so. I reckon that's what it is. They've gone one of the one of the guys who works in WWE gone, ah. Yeah, I've got this old dilapidated barn. I was going to tear it down. They're like, Vince McMahon's like, no, we're filming there. We'll help you tear it down. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, 
The Undertaker at this point sounds like he's got a collapsed lung. He's really like... <gasps> for a really donkey... I've put Darth Vader with a collapsed lung slash donkey is uh, the noises that he's making. Um, AJ Styles... Sorry, go on. No, because I was going to say, yeah, he is, he is gasping. Clearly, someone went to the Undertaker, well, we're going to do, do this cinematic match, and he has gone full ham. He's gone... He's gone, right, I'm gonna give it my all. This is my Shakespeare. This is my die. moment. <laughs> yeah. This is my this is my moment to get my big screen career. They go, Well, they're gonna have a scene where you're practically beaten up and you look really badly hurt and sound like you're dying. He's like, right, I am really going for this. He's gone proper full deathbed. He absolutely has. Um AJ Styles um continues to talk the Undertaker. You're a broken shell of what you used to be, uh, as the Undertaker responds by just flipping the bird at him. Um, some sad violin music plays as AJ Styles just kicks the Undertaker as he's as he's rolling around in the dirt. Um, AJ Styles showing that he's a man that's worked in other places other than WWE gets a sh- an actual shovel. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, clear. Clearly, back in days of a TNA, had to you had to wield a shovel. You had to have a second job. Exactly. <laughs> Needed something to pay the bills. Uh, he then breaks it over the Undertaker's back and the Undertaker falls into the grave. Um, AJ Styles then gets into a mini tractor, um, a nice little John Deere digger, um, start, starts it up and starts laughing. And then a bright light appears behind him. And there's the Undertaker behind him in what's probably a very heavily used, uh, used gif or meme in the year 2020 going into 2021. Yeah, a John, a little John Deere digger, but someone's just left there again. <laughs> Who's brought that out there? Because obviously AJ Styles rocks up in the hearse. Have they, is, have they drove out with that and then taken him back and gone and got the hearse, or <laughs> is that just is that just left out there? Why is there an abandoned barn and just a full brand new tractor there? He's nothing but a showman. He wanted to make the entrance. He's then got to go back out to get the dig, the uh, little tractor. But it was worth it all for his entrance. Maybe um, they drop it off. Maybe, maybe. You, you hire it and they bring it out for you. Maybe. Um, Undertaker then takes control with more pow punches. Um, AJ Styles runs away and the Undertaker um, tells him that you don't be around for 30 years without being able to take an ass kick in. Um, I mean, does that mean that he's been around for 30 years and what he's actually learned is how to mysteriously disappear from a grave and appear from behind someone? Because that's what actually happened. He's not learned to take an ass kick in. He's learned to resurrect himself, essentially. That'd be great if that's, if that's what they are teaching people. They used to teach them that 30 years ago. They don't learn that anymore. Yeah, you don't get to the end. You don't get like a gold watch anymore. You get to come back from the dead. You yeah. get the top. As you're saying, that's that's another problem with this particular match, though. Is we we're saying earlier with them wanting to have it both ways, you can't have that. Re- you can't go for that real kind of fight, and then go, oh well, the Undertaker suddenly weirdly vanished and then resurrected behind AJ. Yeah, exactly. And you can't have the Undertaker as the American badass, but also he's still got all the powers. Um, well, maybe um, he's got the urn back, so he's got other powers from the urn. Yeah, you, I mean, you might as well just have Paul Bearer rock up at this point and just. <laughs> that that go might have been on, difficult at this point. <laughs> might have been difficult at this point in time, Chris. But... 
Like they managed to get two back, two pack back on stage to do a uh, duet with Kanye or whatever it were. So there's absolutely no way you couldn't get Paul Bearer back. I mean, to be fair, you have there's to a there's a reference for the kids. I'm, yeah. I'm, you have to, step you have away to have from to... your TikTok and start talking about wrestling. <laughs> You'd have to have five different projectors to get Paul Bearer back on there. But... <laughs> you would. Um, the Undertaker. So AJ Styles climbs up a ladder onto the barn roof. Careful up there, because as we know, that could fall down at any minute. Um, <laughs> Taking his life in his hands. Yes. Um, the Undertaker climbs up afterwards and calls for fire with his hands once again using his experience there uh, he's, he's learned that from his 30 years in wwf um gallows and anderson suddenly appear uh, the undertaker launches gallows off the barn roof and then tombstones anderson onto it he then choke slams um aj styles off the the barn roof and we see the undertaker pick aj up three times because of the different camera cuts that was weird it was like this was where i was thinking this is like a really shit made for tv drama <laughs> like always oh, picking him up so often i don't know if that, that's the effect they were going for or they've just miss misedited it yeah <laughs> yeah that's probably more likely they've just gone they've they've saved gone ah oh, you know what have you got that tape ready for this match to play they've got oh still working on it. there's some big massive errors in here that we picked up on they go no just play no, it, it needs it'll to be go fine. now no. yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be fine no one will pick up on it the choke slam off the roof looked okay though yeah it, it wasn't like the rikishi one where it's a choke push he actually gets him up and then launches him down if it, it no doubt is helped by the fact it's a cinematic match. So they could have had a crash mat there for the actual spot and then have AJ um, appear like at the bottom afterwards. So yeah, yeah that's the thing. Cause when he actually, when they actually cut to AJ laying there, because they've not got anything underneath and it's actually laying on the floor and they've not gone full ridiculous splash as he hits. Yeah. You look at that and go, okay, yeah, I could, I could see that as him actually throwing him off that roof. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the Undertaker comes down off the roof um, and starts asking um, worrying questions to AJ Styles. He, uh, AJ Styles. He asks, "What's my wife name? Do you remember it now? How old am I?" There's a joke in there somewhere about the Undertaker's age, but <laughs> maybe the WWE is just now taking concussions seriously. Maybe, this <laughs> maybe is that's what, it. This is part. This is part of their testing. They're just going to go. You will, you will have wrestlers in the ring and go, well, who am I? Who's the president? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's some really weird questions that Cena's shouting at Roman Reigns. <laughs> really weird. Um, I, th- I see what he was going for. It was like, the, they're the questions that AJ was asking, but it did just make me think it's an elderly man asking what, <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Char- AJ's much smaller though. Like, hey, small boy, what year is it? <laughs> you there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Undertaker then carries AJ Styles towards the grave. Um, AJ's begging not to be buried. The Undertaker sort of pretends like AJ Styles has earned his respect and he's not going to bury him. Uh, you fought your ass off and then puts him down, sort of gives him a hug, but then boots him into the grave. He didn't have anyone fooled for a second there, I don't think. No, I'd like to have seen the match end like that. Just them shaking hands and just walking just off walking in a separate off. direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Undertaker hits a big boot, sends AJ tumbling into the grave. He then gets into the into the little John Deere tractor uh, and drops the dirt. There is nowhere near enough dirt for the Buried Alive match to be over at this point. Um, the gong plays and the Undertaker's music plays. 
Um, the Undertaker then pulls some leaves back off the headstone and it reads AJ Styles 1977 to 2020. I had a problem with this because the, the headstone looks like it's been there for ages and it's a little bit derelict. But the um, the writing on it either has been superimposed with CGI or they've done a last minute job with a paintbrush to, to stencil it on. Yeah, it doesn't look good, good at all. I've got more problem with the fact that AJ's took this grave. Absolutely no confidence in himself. Not for Undertaker there till 2020. <laughs> yeah, of... I'll put my own name and <laughs> I just won't reveal it if it goes uh, if it goes well. <laughs> He's just got no absolutely no no faith in himself. Honestly, AJ, you're better than this. Yeah. Um, the the camera then cuts down to the grave and we've got AJ's uh, gloved hands poking out of the dirt. Does that mean he, the Undertaker's not actually won then? Because the uh, the rules of the match say that you have to completely cover your opponent in dirt. That is, that is a very good point. Although we know with this series, there are no there, there are, are no rules. rules. Yeah. Apart from there being rules, but there are no rules. <laughs> yeah. They are, these these rules regarding very live matches are completely fluid. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. You could start the match, end the match, win win lose. No, who knows? Who I've knows? Got, we, we watched the whole season of them. I've got no, I've still got no <laughs> still idea. Got what no the idea. It, it was a nice throwback to the first one where there was that um, paper cup, uh, paper cope, coke cup that was, just wouldn't get covered. And it, uh, AJ's gloved hand reminded me of that. Just seeing a bit of litter that couldn't get covered because of the dirt. Um, the Undertaker w- makes his way back to his bike, picks his bandana up, gets onto it, throws his arm up in the air. And the barn catches fire, so they've obviously uh, now done with the barn. They they don't need it anymore, so they're going to burn it down. And we also get a bit of a laser show with um, the Undertaker's logo on the barn, uh, and then he rides away with Metallica playing in the background. Yeah, a job, a night job well done. Obviously, barn goes up for insurance purposes. Could call Should it a have... barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, JR, and on commentary, do fair for this one. Yes, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned JR, actually, um, because obviously one thing about the cinematic match here, we don't have any commentary throughout, which is part of the reason you can hear so much of what's happening um, with these guys talking. Um, How did you feel about there being no commentary, other than happy, of course, because we didn't have to listen to Michael Cole? It's weird. Because until you said that, I've literally forgot that there was no commentary on it. So the match was clearly doing something right for me to be into it enough that I didn't notice there was no commentary there. I guess it's slightly different because if it was a normal wrestling match, you wouldn't be in a ring. You wouldn't be able to hear everything they're saying. So you would notice the silence more, whereas when they're there's a commentary team they're sort of filling that silence aren't they so that's probably why you wouldn't notice it as much i guess yeah because i suppose when you as you say when they're actually doing the stuff in the arena and the commentary team are there and they do and they stop speaking at any moment you do really really notice how quiet it is so i suppose you say because you're expecting that different kind of match type and they've set it up in that cinematic kind of style you're not expecting them to be there all the time and as you yeah. say Undertaker and AJ because they're talking constantly you don't have that gap in the noise really 
Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Um, so what were your thoughts on this one? This one generally, Chris, as I think as we've discussed, it's a difficult one to to surmise. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Where to start? It's really, it's imp- oh, as you can hear, I'm having, I'm having real problems collecting my thoughts over what I think of this match. Because um, there's some, there's some good stuff. I like, I like some of the cinematography stuff. I like the Undertaker coming in with music. I like the film. Even style. though you took the piss out of it. <laughs> yeah, even though I took the piss out of it. That's because they didn't have the licensing for. Kid Rock, that was taking fist up. The actual tracking shot when he comes in is fine. Yeah. As I say, that if you're ignoring the fact that it's WWE and the music should be coming from somewhere, if you're ignoring that and you go look at it on a purely cinematic basis, yeah, the, the opening shot of him coming in is quite is perfectly fine for what they do. The the match itself, because you've not got a ring there, although obviously most of the uh, buried alive matches spill out fairly quickly anyway. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's worse because you've not got a ring there and you see him just brawling outside. Would, did you think it was a better match or just for the rest of the actual action itself? Did you think it was better or worse than a normal burial alive match? Um, so my, I think it followed almost exactly the same format as every buried alive match that we've covered so we had outside interference we had the undertaker being pretty dominant and the um the other guy relying on a low blow and um uh throwing dirt in his eyes um it was very similar i think one thing that definitely um detracted from this one and wrestling in general at this at wrestlemania was no crowd, um, no reaction whatsoever to AJ Styles being thrown off a off a roof building. Um, the, uh, in terms of the what you were saying about the production stuff, I I think we touched on it earlier, but I think WWE tried to go for a really high production thing, but it ended up coming off more like. Um, an episode of Sons of Anarchy or something. So, the, Mate, they didn't have, they didn't have that higher production value. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. But um, as I say, sorry, I was just so as I was saying earlier, that's that's the weird thing. Though, as I say, they have a production company in house. They have they have the WWE pictures making truly average films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. But they're average but they, films, aren't they? Yeah, but they know how to do the cinematography and stuff. They know how to make an actual film, how to shoot everything. So I don't know why the standard is so less here than what they can produce normally. Is it because they had to throw it together last minute? I don't yeah, know. I'd, I'd, maybe that's part of it. Um, I just, yeah, I'd expect the film. I'd expect the film and the editing and the standard to be better from a company that does actually have a production team and does actually put out perfectly competent films the difference is with a wrestling match done in a cinematic way especially one where you've just got two guys you can't have so a film obviously you'd have it wouldn't be a um one scene or like a a sequential movie where you see everything that's happening whereas with a wrestling match unless it's um a multi-man match and you can sort of hide people off screen for a while you you can't do that so i i think that sort of adds to why it wasn't quite as good as well 
Does that make sense? Sorry. I yeah, no, I've, I've, I've no, that I completely, no, I completely see what you mean. Get what you mean. I just say you can cut, you cut from scene to scene normally, so you reset. Like they did with the money in the bank match, for instance. Yeah, and obviously they didn't want to plow. They didn't want to plow as much. You don't want to plow as much money and time in the even a WrestleMania match for this. You're not gonna. You're not releasing it to a big world audience. People who are paying for the network are going to watch it anyway because it's there. Yeah. So you haven't got you haven't got to convince people to watch it. So I suppose you can be a little more slapdash in how you throw it together. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, I think overall we're a bit confused by the match. I'm not sure what to think, um, which ties in nicely. So you mentioned earlier, um, but a few comments on Twitter when we said this was the match we were going to do. Uh, so Aaron, a fan of the show, says, is it okay to never expect to know how I feel about it? Yes, Aaron, that is perfectly acceptable because I've seen it four times now and I still have no idea what to, what to make of it. He goes on to say, um, five-star rating for cheese, three-star for enjoyment. Um, and I think that's um, probably a good opportunity to, to give our star ratings. Um, what, what are you giving this one, Chris? Right, because, because I'm not sure whether it's to award it for its sheer bravery and what they try to do, or mark it down and say, well, it's kind of a plodding match with some te- technical issues. I'm going absolutely sitting on the fence straight down the middle and giving a three-star rating. Okay. Um, that's not straight down the middle of a five-star rating, though, is it? Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> it, it would be too... It would be too yeah, I've just literally realised... Now you know why I'm not doing the mathematics podcast. <laughs> yeah. so Mathematics okay, podcast is my favourite. You get you yeah, go for three you, star though, are you? Yeah, I'm going for I'm going for three star. You know what? My subconscious clearly gone. You know what, Chris? Award them for that bravery they show. You shouldn't just be going down the middle. You should be giving them slightly higher. Slightly. So higher, I'm going to say, enough. yeah, my clearly, clearly my uh, because yeah, I was going, I was going film, I was going film review and going, we can't, you don't have a half. You'd <laughs> be free. We can so, do yeah, what we I'm, want. It's our podcast, Chris. <laughs> I've, I've gone. I've gone cinematic. Well, the cinematic themes have just taken over me. And I've gone. No, it must be got to be a full star, one way or the other. Anyway, three stars. That's what I'm going for. That's what I said. Because whether my subconscious or my awful mathematics skills have caused this, three stars is what I'm going for. Fair enough. We'll come to this in. Um in our roundup episode, but I thought this one was above the above the average that we've seen. It was definitely better than the Kane one. It was I think it was a probably a better match, although different from the um Undertaker Vince one. So I'm gonna go with you, Chris. I'm going three stars for this one as well, which is is not the I, I think it's it's one of the better buried alive matches, and as I say, I think we'll come on to this in our roundup. I have been disappointed by buried alive as a match concept. I'll be honest. Yeah, real bad, uh, bad followers on Twitter for rest for voting <laughs> yeah, exactly. for us to do buried alive. Um, Dave Meltzer weirdly didn't rate any of the WrestleMania matches for um, WrestleMania 36. Um, he did say that this was his highlight of night one. Um, he did also say that the Orton Edge last man standing match was one of the worst he's ever seen. There's no pleasing this man. <laughs> no, he's. Well, I feel at least he didn't rate them, I suppose. No. Least, which is weird. It Obviously, is a bit weird, but yeah. 
I can. I suppose he's he's looked and gone. You know what? It's a, it's an odd occurrence. So, and I think on night one, this probably this probably was actually the it was the most interesting. I I thought the I thought the best match on night one was the Kevin Owens Rollins match. Oh, sorry. Yes, I forgot that was also on night one. Was Baszler Flair on? Oh, I can't remember now off the top of my head. Um, Never mind. I can't. All I all I remember is that being an absolutely awful match. Yeah, fair fair enough. No, it wasn't. It was it was Ripley. Um, Ripley. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Ripley. Um, So, in in the absence of Dave Meltzer's rating, we'll just there. Pick one from Twitter. So Mex Hendry has said four stars. Um, we already said Aaron said between five and three. So I'll say that's a, a our Twitter base giving a four star rating there. They're far more generous than we we, they, we have been with this, clearly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um so up next, so there this is the uh, last match that the Undertaker would ever compete in. Um how do you think he'll look back on this as his last match? Do you think he wish he'd retired after the Triple H stuff? Or yeah, I'm, I imagine he's he's sitting there going, oh, "I wish I'd retired after Triple H, but at least I got one match in after Goldberg." Yeah, that's that's very true. And he retires, of course, as the uh, the the reigning defending um, Super Show Trophy Gauntlet match winner. So he'll have that forever now. <laughs> Yeah, true. No one's gonna, yeah, no one's gonna take that away from. And the winner of the only boneyard match as well. So yeah, I can't imagine there'll ever be another one now. And they, we'll probably never see another buried alive match now because the Undertaker's been in every single one of them. Um, as for AJ Styles, well, he's back for the next pay per view, and we've talked about this pretty much throughout um, our whole um, the, the whole of our five series of podcasts. If you're going to settle the, um, that a match is dangerous, don't have someone come back within a couple of weeks of losing and being buried alive. It just undoes all the work that you've done to try and sell the match, essentially. Yeah, although we, he, does, he, he does get to go into ridiculousness of the Money in the Bank match next as well, <laughs> which is, he must be like, Everyone, obviously, COVID and this time has been awful for everyone. AJ Styles, creatively wise and work-wise, I think he's having a blast. I yeah, I'm having... sure he is. It's a, it's a shame that he's uh, lost his two best friends to AEW in the meantime. But, uh, yeah, creatively, it's been pretty good for, for AJ. Um, any closing thoughts then on WrestleMania 36, Chris, before we uh, wrap up the episode? Uh, the only thing I would say on 36 is isn't even about this match, it's about the crowd and having no crowd there. It looks like we're probably going to edge that way again yeah. for this year's WrestleMania, I imagine. And they've announced it over I, two nights again for this year. Yeah, I think I'm quite, I'm happy with being over two nights and to be fair, I think with the Thunderdome there this year, I'm hoping it'll be a lot better atmosphere-wise. You can't see it how it wouldn't. And I don't think they're going to take the same risk with the cinema style matches they're going to do this year i imagine because you've got the thunderdome there they'll just keep everything in ring which you is think? a shame in a way right. that yeah i don't can you see them wanting to do something where people think... watching but watch you got people watching either an empty ring or having to take a break for 20 minutes and not seeing anyone there well i mean all 
the people in the Thunderdome people, yeah. are watching is watching a screen anyway, so it's not that much different, I just, is it? Um, no, I, I, just, I personally, I think they'll do a Bray Wyatt. Um, if they're going to do one, they'll do a Bray Wyatt cinematic match. Um, I, as you say, I, I don't think they'll overdo it and do one one on each night. Um, I think they might. They probably will do one. Um, whether that's right or not, who knows? And um, the other thing I was just going to mention about WrestleMania 36. So. We uh, this was at the start of lockdown here, and Zoom calls were all the rage at this point. So we, um, the the good thing about it being over two nights meant that the first night was on a Saturday. Um, obviously, UK fans know what a ball ache it is to have to stay up till gone four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Um, so we got to stay up on the Saturday, and we we planned to do it over Zoom, but we ended up um, just watching it on the phone to each other because your laptop wasn't working. Do you remember yeah. that? An absolute disaster with, uh, <laughs> with Zoom on that night. The, the, the yeah. Zoom, the Zoom of the past, i.e., mobile phones. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully, hopefully this year, if we if we, when we're at this stage, it'll uh, it'll work better, or we'll just start drinking during the day. Yeah, what could we'll go avoid wrong. all spoilers. <laughs> well, we've got WrestleMania coming up this weekend as a dry run. So we yeah, Royal Rumble, you mean. sorry, Royal Rumble coming up this weekend as a dry run. So we shall uh, see how see how it goes. Exactly. Um, okay, so that'll do us for WrestleMania at 36. This is our last buried alive match. Yes, it's a buried alive match. I'm going to include it. Stop arguing. Um, so all that's left for us to do with this series is our roundup episode. So we want to know what was your favorite buried alive match get in touch with us on twitter at select match pod um we do have instagram and facebook as well but to be honest we don't tend to go on that as much as uh, as twitter so come and say hello and let us know your thoughts um until next time thanks as always for listening thank you as always chris thank you for having me it's been a blast i'll speak to you next time Bye.